Welcome to Brew Jackets, the fun Blue Jackets themed podcast, where we talk about our favorite hockey team, the Blue Jackets, and uh, alcohol, because, you know, we're Brew Jackets. Alcohol. There you go, Owen. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we got my guy, Hefty Duck. We got my guy, Owen. We got my guy, Wyatt. We got my guy, William. That's a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, because it is brood jackets. Anyone do uh, drink any uh, alcohol recently? I'm just cracking one right now. This one is called Bold Rock Hard Cider. So here's my brew review on this one. Because uh, we haven't done a full <laughs> review yet. Recently. Sorry, I was like mumbling there. And so. I like this one. It's a it's a very clear cider. Some are like darker than others, as with you know a lot of beers mm-hmm. and shit. Um, this one says Granny Smith blend, and you can taste that this is green apple. Um, whereas, like if you've ever had like a woodchuck or um, even like the Stella Cidres, those taste like red apples to me. So, very solid brew. I will maybe get this one again. It's a it's a nice change up from the from the red apple hard ciders. So yeah. I would give this. Hmm. I would give this like a seven and a half out of ten. Like I wouldn't dream of this, but I would buy it. That's I'm drinking good. twisted tea, sweet tea whiskey. Nice. Yeah. What do you? It's- how- Huh? What is that? Like, what is it? Have you not seen this yet? So, Twisted Tea makes a whiskey now. And it tastes... Yeah. If you... Because I did it earlier. um, You mix it with... uh, You mix, like, two shots with, like, sweet tea. It completely masks it. Like, it tastes like sweet tea. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. I give it a 6 out of 10 because I don't really like twisted all that much but it's, it's not it but it's but this is better it's better than the twisteds yeah right on i mean a cold twisted like a, on a really hot day pretty, that's pretty different pretty yeah yeah floating that's down better, the river or something better shit. than nothing yeah. better than nothing absolutely so anyone else uh have any sort of interesting shit you could have an interesting uh coffee drink or 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 tea you can brew up whatever you want yeah i had the best orange tea the other day all right and it was really tired and after i drank that yeah (laughs) after i drank that i felt so much better and i was just ready to go so should i say home brewed (laughs) so why in I have not consumed any alcoholic beverages this week, but shout out to Downey's Blue Slushy. That shit slaps. There you go. W. Hell yeah. Uh, Wood, Wyan. Wood. Blue Slushy, I give it 8 out of 10. All right. (laughs) Pretty good. You can't not give the Blue Slushy 8 out of 10. So, let's talk about the title of the podcast real quick. Unless anyone has any further brews i'd like to expand on so title tonight is sliders or slap shots some fun off-season activities 
Uh, this is alluding to the fact that uh, Damon Severson and, uh, recently threw the first pitch out for uh, the Cleveland Guardians, and Adam Fantilli recently threw the first pitch out for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, which I just I, I thought it was cool. I posted on uh, on the Insta, uh, on the Twitter uh, on the Twitter. Uh, I posted that I love seeing the unity of Ohio sports. I mean that's pretty cool because uh, you know there's no uh, major league baseball, there's no professional football in Columbus, so it's you know it's something that everyone from every city here in Ohio can enjoy, uh, enjoy and that's the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Blue Jackets and, uh, and the crew. Well, not true. Cincinnati has a, has a football team. Uh, sorry, soccer I mean, team. I mean, you're you're both you're both right. you're right in both instances. Football from the European context and soccer yeah. in context, and you are right, football, the Bengals. So. Well, it's Cincinnati FC, right? Which FC stands for football club, usually. Yeah, FC yeah. Cincinnati, so, you know. Um, yeah, but no, you're right, Hefty Duck, you know, both ways, you know. Um, but ways. yeah, you're right. Uh, at the Guardians game, uh, David Severson was there throwing out the first pitch. Blue Jackets prospect Adam Fantilli was at uh, the Reds game this past Friday. And uh, he saw a good one because the Reds came back in the ninth inning to win that one over the Cubs. So nice. Yeah. So that was cool. And it's not the first time that's happened. This is it's ba- in a sense it's become like a tradition that every year in the summertime that the Blue Jackets send someone to go to a Reds game to represent them, and they'll go send someone to what used to be Indians games, but now Guardians games <laughs> to represent them. The one that I can remember, another one from a Reds game is back in 2017 when the uh, Blue Jackets sent Zach Wierenski to go do the first pitch at a Reds game. And it was at that time, uh, Eugenio Suarez, when he was playing for the Reds, there was a picture of Suarez getting the Blue Jackets jersey with his name on it, and then Wierenski getting the Reds jersey with his name on it. And it was a cool picture. And I would probably frame that shit, put it up on my wall or something. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't even want to wear it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, when FC Cincinnati didn't exist, the crew would send two two players to represent them at Reds and Gar- Indians games, but FC Cincinnati exists. So they're only going to send them up to Cleveland now, <laughs> understandably so. <laughs> but yeah. now, but you know, that's one of the things that I've always loved about the Cincinnati and Cleveland teams is that they support the Blue Jackets and it's a credit to them. It's great to see and they understand that they have fans all over Ohio and that like the Blue Jackets. So they market to those people as well. And I'm hoping, because I've said this on the show, twice last two shows, which is now that Ohio State has Ted Carter, a new president who is a legitimate hockey guy, played there, played in college and loves hockey, big hockey fan. I legitimately am hopeful that he is going to get rid of the, all this nasty behavior that Ohio State has had towards the Blue Jackets and work with them much more on a consistent basis. And I saw this on Twitter, which even proves my speculation even more. I'm going to put it up on the screen, which is this. Uh, Ted Carter was asked uh, in an interview, he said, given your love of <laughs> and your nickname Slapshot, do you plan on getting t- season tickets to the Columbus Blue Jackets? Ted Carter's answer, fans should know that I'm a fan of whatever NHL team is close to parentheses home. I remember watching the Columbus Blue Jackets go through expansion in a couple really good early seasons, and I'm looking forward to them to rebuild and come back. So... Like I've said the last two times on the show, that having a hockey guy as the new president as Ohio State not only benefits Ohio State, but it's going to benefit the Blue Jackets. And that's an answer right there in this interview. Backs it up even more. All right. So uh, what do you guys think about uh, them sending Damon Severson? I think it's like a weird choice. I mean, he's, he's a new guy. 
sure. weird, but like it, I think they're showing off the new guys. That's what the organization's kind of moving to because, you know, what was bad about our team was our decor. So what better than to send the new defensive first pair partner with Wierenski up to Cleveland? That's true. And, um, Fantilly. you know, and we saw, having Fantilly you know, out at Cincinnati. I mean, having Fantilly in Cincinnati is fun because Cincinnati's a young and fun uh, baseball team. So having him there and having that interview with uh, Brian, I love Brian as a man, no homo, but for real. He's <laughs> in slaw. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, you know, you guys might have also seen on Twitter, um, there was like a golf scramble thing today, too. So I think, you know, uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Rowenski, and then Blankenberg were busy doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, uh, you know, some of the guys may have gone to their home countries, too, for the break. Maybe some people aren't around because I, I, I just thought like how cool would it have been to get like Marchenko out there or something. You know? <laughs> I just that would have been awesome. You know, I'd love yeah. to see it. But uh, yeah, I suppose you're right. The new guys. It's um, Owen's probably right from a marketing perspective. You're trying to get your new your new draft pick out there, and you're trying to get your new big defenseman signing that you traded for out there, and start marketing the heck out of those people. But Owen, continue. You're going to say something. Oh, I was going to say there – I mean, there was a lot of things going on with Columbus. In fact, I don't know if I can present at all, but um, – Depends. Well, we're the- <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a tweet from our good pal Jason at Fire the Cannon. Um, Denton Matejchuk and uh, Svozil were at uh, – the uh, upper deck rookie uh, showcase. So there's them two. What's crazy about it is, is Matejchuk is seen in blue pants. Oh, I know. So what, right? is, so what does this mean here? Is this a cryptic hint that maybe we're going to get rid of our red pants? Oh which, my God. I mean, which me like as a classic a fan would hate. Yeah. They are just <laughs> very slightly off the same color blue. Yeah. And it bugs I think the they're his Regina pants. Yeah. Oh, I figured I they're the third jersey, but you no, might be right. Uh, Steve, well, I don't. That's my speculation, just because they look like the Regina pants. Because if it was our blue pants, they would have a red stripe. Yeah. So, so I'm you just, might not have pants. Yeah, I'm just gonna say this: in some hypothetical scenario, if the Blue Jackets went all blue for like a game or two, I'd be for it. Do the all blue look. Uh, do the all blue look. Look. Do a blue out, and that'd just be so fucking cool. Because Ohio State two seasons ago did an all did a red out. Everyone at the game wore red. Ohio State had red jersey, red pants, red socks, red shoes. It was a yeah, great. Yeah, did that white out. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, it was a great look. The Bengals they had their white tiger look where they did a. Everyone in the crowd is wearing white, and the Bengals had. White helmet, white jersey, white pants, white socks, white shoes. Great look. Bengals are going to do it two more times this season. So when I saw that, um, that was I was thinking, like, man, that'd be cool if the Blue Jackets did like a blue out and all blue look for like one or two games. That you just know. I'm a red pants defender, even for the away jersey. I kind of feel like that needs to come back, but then again, I may be wrong. <laughs> I do like the contrast of the red. It's it's not the feature point of like the whole uniform, right? Yeah. So it helps, I guess, balance out the amount of blue or uh, see like it's just like the wrong because like haven't we seen this before? Um, right with uh, we've seen them with, with blue pants last year or something at one point. Or they, well, they did, it was the road. It's their new the, the, the road jersey. Road. The road jersey starting this past season was the blue pants. Yeah, they right. stopped using red pants on the road, which is something that I didn't like, but everybody else loved. Well, since they they have the white uniforms, it is cool that they, yeah. it, I guess they are the blue jackets, not not the blue pants, after all. <laughs> right, not the blue pants. That's why I say red pants, damn it. No. Blue pants. Some Civil War soldiers wore red pants. Fuck yeah. me. Yeah, I know, so, you know but... I'd say this: if they, 
if you have all blue look or maybe you have the third jersey and you change the dark blue pants to light blue pants. Yeah, if they just had like a different color blue that went better with it than um than whatever he had on. There was a very close blue that uh was it Matejic had on? Yeah. 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 Very close, but eh. no cigar. Uh, it'd be kind of cool. So, like, maybe it'd be kind of weird for hockey, like for some gray hockey pants. But it'd be cool if they had some that went with like their third jersey, that were kind of like the the yeah. color of the the cannon and like the ring around it. Hey, I would I would go if if I made a change to the third jersey, I'd give them light blue pants to go with the, the dark blue. Well, yeah, I guess that's uh, I guess it's it's kind of like a cool blue. Or I'm sorry, it's like a steel gray like cool gray kind of like a blue tinted gray yeah and the inside of it but also uh you know i don't know you just see like everyone's sweating the entire time (laughs) you know like with like something light colored even if it's mesh it's gonna i don't know that's the thing about the whole light colored pants thing yeah, we um, were all looking at jersey concepts. Me and Kev were earlier. <laughs> they were really good. Like, there wow, are some good awesome. ones out there. Uh, there's some hideous ones too. Shout um, out aesthetics for both. Didn't, uh, <laughs> Kev, didn't you post something um, this last week about helmets? Like how uh, Las Vegas and the Kings both oh, have yeah. those chrome reflective helmets? So, yeah, so. Of course, the Kings have those, like, you know, shiny silver-looking helmet things. And then Vegas has got those, like, really kind of, like, in-your-face, shiny, bright gold helmets. And my thought is, like, you know, what if the Blue Jackets did something like that, only except it's not so bright and shiny and, like, in-your-face, but, like, made the helmet look like a Kepi? I think even just having the... um two rifles crossed because the rifles crossing means infantry yeah and even just having those two like on the front of the helmet would be cool um i guess that symbology is still used in military applications though today too so yeah it'd be but it'd just be cool like just even to like kind of paint it like it you know have like a little like buckle or something in the front well that's something that the nhl has doesn't have that the nfl does where they actually make their helmets have are part of an art piece yeah um and, other than the and also tie into the jersey into the team rather than the helmets just being a color like you could do like even for the original six you could just make a big version of the logo if they don't want to get creative but i could see the bruins doing like a bear in the front of theirs or something yeah we should be getting a ton of jerseys this season for the hundredth. Like, yeah, you guys are doing <clears throat> the retro look. As it's like you got your because like we're just gonna imagine like this is the hockey helmet and like you have like a little bill thingy connected to the helmet that's and it kind of looks. Well, like you just hockey. paint. You know, you just paint the bottom part of like right about here black. Yeah, you couldn't modify it too much. The helmet's too much. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think like cosmetic is like the only way. I think that would be like you would have to paint it kind of like a football helmet, but like if you get creative with it, you could use like certain blacks to make it look like it's longer than it really is. Perspective painting. I don't know. I'm not good at art. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking about. Just like the rifles and the gold rifles in front on a blue helmet. Yes. You know, maybe with like a strip, like a black strip on the bottom with a buckle, because that's like those hats have that, like they're like on the brim of. Um, and you can incorporate like the Bauer logo or the CCM logo into that. Yeah. It's not like you can't do that. And another, another jersey concept that I seen for the Blue Jackets that I just think is awesome is that someone made it to where it, it's got. It's got a Union soldier on it, and then like it looks like the uniform that the Union Army wore, and it's got like a chevron. Oh yeah, everything's like oh, that's so cool. That's just pretty cool. But I I also wonder like what the like limitations are um, from the NHL because I mean looking at some of the teams like 
reverse retros or um like whatever they did like last year you know because like <laughs> maybe florida's logo had like a palm tree and a beach scene you know um that was pretty cool yeah but you don't ever see them really mess with helmets much i wonder if that's a manufacturer thing hmm. maybe i'll have to write that one down to look up later um what's just don't do the golden knights thing yeah i know right that I don't <laughs> know how that's like allowed it really shouldn't like be it's so shiny, it could, you know reflect light right into your face yeah if you're the... i don't know that's allowed i think it's kind of cheap what's going on um I went to the bathroom and came back Oh, Are yeah. you talking about the Vegas Golden Knights like shiny helmets? Oh, how they shouldn't be allowed in the NHL. They That's should. I, think, anyway. I mean, like, hear me out though. I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, but uh, the way Notre Dame does it, since it's a matte look, it's yeah. not as reflective, and it looks good. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because they've trademarked that matte gold or something. Who knows? Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, even then, I mean. Catholicism and the fact that they're a Catholic school shouldn't allow them to trademark that gold color, but who knows? <laughs> so, why I, never, I, never, I always forget that Notre Dame's a yeah. Catholic school. That's funny. Anyways, uh, so what's a realistic expectation for you and how you think the Blue Jackets are going to you know, finish this season? Who are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah. And then we can hefty duck and everyone else. I mean it it's a it's a toss up between a wild card spot or just outside looking in for me. Like cause the Metro there could be a team that just falls completely off the map. There's two teams that are older than dirt that I'm not even gonna mention because people already know who they are. <laughs> but the Jackets could very well sneak in, or they could just be right outside looking in and getting ready to be in within the following year. And see, that's basically what I said when the Hefty Duck and I were on uh, Uncle Puckers, the, the podcast, uh, the Jersey Devils-themed podcast, and they asked us, so what do you think about the Blue Jackets and how they might do? And that's basically the answer that I said, Owen, was what you basically said, is I think, mm-hmm. it, you know, Four to six area, you know, six they probably just miss, probably just miss out, or four they sneak right in there and get one of the last wild card spots. I mean, we've always snuck into the wild card and played that Atlantic team that I was always number one in the East. So there's a possibility that we do that. So which two teams are we pushing out then, Owen? Two teams we pushing out? Yeah, like who would go below us? Because we yeah. finished last, I'm sorry, in like the Metro, I mean, mm-hmm. specifically the, the Metro. Pittsburgh and Washington. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I mean, maybe oh. New York, maybe New York if they just explode. I'm talking about the Islanders, not the Rangers. I was thinking Phillies. Oh, uh, yeah. The Flyers, we could. Flyers. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. You know, because. Yeah. You know, they, the Flyers uh, finished with six more points than us last year. They had 31 points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's – I don't know what uh, – the thing is, they're getting they, – they've made some changes too. Uh, Cam Atkinson's going to be healthy this year too, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, and they have John Tortorella. Right. Uh, you know, he just could have a way – a way to pump them up, a way to figure it out, get them through the hump there. Right. See, And that's the thing that I know that the Flyers, they made some moves that point them to the direction of trending towards doing the whole rebuild thing. But one thing I just can't necessarily count them out of that is, like you said, after like they have John Tortorella as their coach, and he just has a history of just winning games and even taking teams that don't have – you know, a lot of talent and making them good and make the playoffs and stuff like that. So that's the one thing I look at the Flyers and go, oh, I don't know, maybe, because they have John Tortorella as their coach. 
So I can't necessarily count. <laughs> so I can't necessarily count them out all the way because they're, yeah. they're always going to be a kind of a tough pain in the ass team to play against as long as John Tortorella is there because that's what he did with the Blue Jackets. That's why I said the Islanders over them because the Islanders are boring. <laughs> w holy W. Most boring team <laughs> of all time. Yeah, I mean they did well <laughs> last year, and they've uh, haven't they been like basically making moves, keeping keep around some people too, keep around who they need. I mean, Bo Horvat turned yeah. into a complete I mean, pumpkin when he went over there, though. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Dude, he's scoring like thirty something goals with the Vancouver, and he goes over to the New York Islanders. It's like, yeah, not it's as like much. six. Um, <laughs> they didn't really do anything. Is the thing like they didn't really make any Rare, major moves. rarest All Star Game jersey, but still probably the biggest L trade in Islanders <laughs> history. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, personally, I could see um, feasibly finishing fifth. Um, I'm yeah. not sure who we would start having to, you know, knock out to get fourth. Um, I, I mean, judging by last year's stats, it was the Islanders and Rangers at the third and fourth place positions in Metro. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to really, like fully predict this year but i could see you know I, I don't know i've heard okay so uh some other people have said that they thought you know pittsburgh you know they're they're probably feeling it's like their last chance here they have gotten some picked up some people in the off season um you know maybe some, a, a couple kind of younger guys they've, they've made some moves and there's you know some people outside uh the metro what up matt how's it going man Oh, was I totally forgot to post the link tonight. I'm so sorry. I just remembered. Um, so, like, there's people who think Pittsburgh are, could be, you know, in the running this year. Uh, for they're, they're thinking it could be the last chance for the whole Crosby Malkin era. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh gets that first wild card spot. <clears throat> Well, I mean, hear me out. I think the top three teams in our division, Carolina, New Jersey, and New York, are all going to be the same. That's yeah. that's that's my 100% opinion. And it, it might not be this, the same finishing stats. I, I personally think New Jersey had a really lucky year. Um, so I think the Rangers will top them, and maybe Carolina will fall off. Who knows? But those two – those three teams are like a guaranteed lock-in, and I think we'd have to play better than the two old teams, Philadelphia and New York, to get by in the playoffs. But it's a stretch. That's why I said it. we could be outside looking in to being a wild card. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like that hot of a take, realistically. Um with a healthy team, though, I'll say that with asterisks, with a healthy team. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I could also feasibly see, you know, not finishing near the bottom of the of the NHL this this year, uh, at least being somewhere kind of close to the middle, you know, somewhere around like a like twenty fourth, fifth, you know, I, yeah. I can either. Like making it's, I don't, I don't foresee like giant leaps. I don't, I don't see like Stanley Cup run this year, no. right? But making a step up. I mean, and, neither did the Panthers, and they were a wild card team. Sorry, Wyatt. Sorry, Wyatt. <laughs> no, but oh, and you, it's really a perfect point because it just get it does. It, you know, if you have a playoff spot, you get in. Anything, you know. Anything can happen, you know. You've had, you know, I'll make you know, line feel a little bit better. You know, they've had where they've just gotten in and they've had some runs there, too. You know, we a couple runs to the Stanley Cup final, they win one of those in 2011. The Kings make the playoff as an eight seed, they go on a run and win the Stanley Cup. Flyers go in on the eight seed and they get to the Stanley Cup, they lose it. Panthers, eight seed, run to the Stanley Cup. 
The, the Canadians, last team to get in, they make a run to the Stanley Cup. The Blue Jackets, the most recent two times they got in, they knocked out Tampa Bay and Toronto. So honestly, it's just get in and then you go from there because anything can happen. Yeah, that's true. So, hey, it's time to do our ad read. So uh, we'll, after this little break here, we will uh, be back discussing some things around the Blue, ja- blue Jackets. I don't know what yet. Stay tuned and find out. Maybe if I can find the promo video. There we go. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can start score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling called 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. What's up? I was so unprepared for that to end. <laughs> I was sending some text. Ugh. But you know, Maybe I shouldn't admit that. But like you said in the video, you know, college football started. So you know, of course, got, of course, you know, Ohio State. You know, right there. You know, get their play. Wait, Ohio. Yeah. Let's go. Of course, the Bears tomorrow. Yeah. Of course, the Bearcats have started too. So you know, a fun time in Ohio sports because college football is back. And, you know, baseball's here, you know, Reds, Guardians, soccer's still playing with, you know, the crew and FC Cincinnati. And before you know it, the Blue Jackets will be back and Bengals and Browns will be back as well. So this is just going to be a great fun time of the year. Yeah, right. This is the second to last podcast we're doing before there's actual hockey back on, right? It's next week and then there's there's preseason. Then we'll be having uh, quite a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm stupid excited. I, mean, I was ready for the new season as soon as last season ended. It's it was so it's been it's all such a ridiculous wait. Yeah, ridiculous. I feel that. Um, but yeah, then there's gonna be like ten sports on. Like there's gonna be like ten games on like every night for like the next <laughs> three months of yeah. like different sports. And it's all scheduling, baby. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind you of use THPN on DraftKings so you can get in on the action. Hell yeah. <laughs> Something to bet on like every single day, I bet. Um, that's me. Hockey yeah. and college football. All right, huh? I haven't gotten super into too much sports betting. I have. I have with DraftKings. I have used my promo code THPN. I've won money. I've won money on cricket. Not a lot, but I've won some oh, money uh, on cricket. Don't mention any uh, other sports books. Oh. <laughs> it's cool. I don't know what that one is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, them draft kings over there. That, that, them draft kings over there. It's a good one. It's a good one. Everyone go use them draft kings over there. Draft kings. I use draft kings for it. Draft kings. Oh, right on. Um, so, speaking of preseason, these games are coming up fairly soon, right? Uh, 
Yeah, like September two, three weeks, I think. Fourth or something like that. Yeah, twenty fourth. They're gonna be playing the Penguins. Ooh, uh, Pittsburgh. So we have a couple. <laughs> we have a couple uh, PTOs out there. Uh, I think one of them's a goal goaltender. Yeah, uh, have you guys? Uh, we talked about Aaron Dell. Aaron, okay. There's a um, new one though. Oh, did you guys PTO him? I didn't even know. Yeah, the Blue Jackets PTO'd his ass. It's like, all right, here's the contract. Get your ass. Is <laughs> There's a um, former Blue Jacket that just signed a PTO. That's what I was about That's to say. Right. Who's that? John Francois Berube. Ah. Uh, he signed was, one with the Kings. I was talking about the actual one they signed with the Blue Jackets. Stefan Mateau is back. That's right. Oh, Stefan Mateau, damn. Yeah, he's back. A good PTO. Good third line, fourth line guy for the Blue Jackets. Right on. Step on my toe. Yeah, step um, on your toe. Yeah. <laughs> step on my toe. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a couple others. Uh, so we have, uh, yeah, Stefan Mato, Aaron Dell, uh, Nicholas Malak, and Nathan Schnarr. That's who our four PTOs currently are. I don't know if there was like another new one since those have all been announced, but. Um, don't we, we usually see those guys, uh, sometimes in, in, in the preseason games. Like that was, um, yeah. the one guy who got knocked out last year. Oh, I was ben at the game. Ben Harper. Ben Harper. And then, yeah. he, and then, so we, he doesn't get the job and then goes <laughs> on to, um, Rangers Rangers and has a pretty good year. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and he could, well, I don't know if he could fight or not. Uh, <laughs> he's a big dude, though. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's scary too. And it was it was a scary scene. I was like four rows from the from the glass. Um, they were uh, tickets I won, so they were free. Uh, and he, I, I, they were very close to like the side I was on, and I saw them like you know both grab each other's collars, and. Ben missed a punch and just got rock solid and just fell back. Oh, it was kind of scary. I didn't. I don't like. It happens. Um, yeah, it happens. I mean, that's kind of that's hockey, nice. baby. Yeah. And yeah, so maybe we'll find a diamond in the rough here. Um, you know, I'm also excited to see Tarasov and, and Greaves. Um, you know, because uh, so watching of course the hockey guy and and he was doing like his own personal rankings of the all 32 uh nhl organizations and um he was he had mentioned like the only thing that he's really like that that he thinks the jackets haven't hasn't addressed is our goaltending and we've talked about this multiple times you know um some of us here myself believe that he has the ability to and can and will uh, come back from the slump. You know, there's sports psychiatry for a reason. I really think he can get into it. But um, going off by the stats from last year, if we if there's similar stats for this year, then um, he's absolutely right, and we have not addressed the issue at all. Because, um, like, Tarasov is a quality goalie. Harris save. Um, He's just been hurt. Yeah. And both those two dudes have been hurt. So then who's who's there to back that? Like, I mean, those dudes, Elvis as well, too. He has had an injury. So we have Jack Greaves and Pavel yeah. Kion, right? Yeah. And because we don't have Gillies or Hutchinson anymore, um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's. That's not to say if Dell doesn't make it out of camp as the third. Yeah. Well, that's because, why I'm, I'm posing this in my head. Yeah, because Dell, Dell is a very serviceable backup. So, like, even if it happens to be a uh, uh, Elvis gets hurt or Elvis isn't doing well, there, there's an obvious, you know, question where it could be Tarasov and Dell. Or Tarasov and Greaves, if they really want to put Greaves in that situation, I don't think he's ready. 
he needs I, another year or two in Cleveland to cook. I also misspoke. I, I think it might might have meant Nolan Lalonde. Um, Lalonde. I thought Pavel Chayan was another. He was, or is, is is he just signed to the Monsters? Probably, maybe. I just, I'm not seeing it here on cap. Friendly maybe maybe he's in the ECHL because that's where we dump the rest of the goalies. You know <laughs> yeah. that's. That's kind of the funny thing about how the farm system works for goalies is the ECHL actually matters. You're only going to get those diamond diamonds out of the ECHL player-wise. Like skaters. The ECHL only matters for goalies. Yeah, it keeps them in in plain shape, basically. Yeah. You know? It's like the bullpen. That's all they pretty much do roster-wise, moving up and down. See, You'll the see the occasional AHL, ECHL move, but it's mostly goalies. Justin Danforth has an interesting story on in how he got to the Blue Jackets is that he started out by playing out in college, and then he played in the minors for a little bit, ECHL down with the Cyclones, then went to go play in Russia for a bit. Mm-hmm. Then he came and played, started the 2021-2022 season with the monsters and then he earned his spot with the blue jackets and never let go of that. And then that gave him that two year contract that he has right now going into the final year of that and played pretty good that season. And, you know, it looked like he was left off or he started this last season, but then he got hurt and that's what took it away from him. So it'll be interesting to see if he can, you know, keep going where he left off before getting hurt. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so just to throw like some like random stats out there right now. So something to think about because we're out, we were talking PTOs, preseason mm-hmm. and everything. Um, we have a projected cap space. Uh, I'm not sure if this is still including injured reserve. If it is, then we might be fucked. But um, <laughs> we have a projected cap space of four point seven million. Um, we have uh two contracts. Uh, I'm sorry, we we are roster size currently is 21 of 23 players, according to cap friendly. Uh, they have 44 contracts out of 50 signed, so there's room for like a couple more people. And man, if they could really, you know, so we stacked up on some centers. Uh, we stacked up on some defense. Maybe we didn't stack up center, but uh, you know we, we stacked up on uh, you know on defense. We brought a couple new people in and everything. Um, who? Hmm. How? How would we like at least guarantee like a NHL ready solid backup for Elvis Merzlikens? We could move somebody. We don't necessarily need to. We have the room to just sign somebody. Um, well, who's to say that Aaron Dell isn't that answer? Because, I mean, Tarasov, don't get me wrong, I've been the biggest Tarasov guy since he came yeah, and, and been with the Jackets. Like him and Marshenko, I've been watching their careers for years before they were with the Jackets. So um, the issue is consistency with him when he's healthy. Because he'll play a game in New York with Madison Square Garden Ice, play a a fantastic a fantastic game, and then he'll come back home to Nationwide, and he'll just lay a big old shit burger. That yeah, you yeah. know, I've I've the, I, the likes that you only see in Columbus because we've always had bad goaltending, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely had good goaltenders, but like in general, bad goaltending yeah you know i i think i think i was getting uh you know a good starter which Ser- you know sergey bobrovsky and who corpy corpy and elvis uh is that our top three or are we gonna put Leclerc or Denis or Tugna in there. Well, <laughs> hell yeah, Tugna. So, doesn't Ottawa have another one of uh, uh, Blue Jackets' goaltenders? Anton Forsberg, who helped the Blue Jackets. 
who really, from a Blue Jackets standpoint, the greatest moment that Anton Forsberg had was in the 2015-2016 season. Anton, it was a game in January of 2016. The Blue Jackets are playing the Capitals. They're in overtime, and in the Capitals go on a power play. And during that power play, Curtis McElhaney gets hurt, and Anton Forsberg has to come in. And that's one of the t- – it's like, okay, kid, here you go. You're trying to stop the Capitals on the power play. Oh, if they score, we lose the game. So there you go. But to his credit, he kept the Blue Jackets in the game. They kill the penalty, and he gets them to a shootout to where the Blue Jackets win the game, and Forsberg stops the Capitals. So from a Blue Jackets standpoint, that was the greatest thing that Anton Forsberg ever did was come in cold at overtime and help him win it in the like shootout. He, he was great and, with the Monsters, but... But with the, but then from the Monsters, he helped them win the Calder Cup. And that's really all that he really was. Honorable mention to Steve Mason. The dude helped the Blue Jackets get to their first ever trip to the playoffs, and he got the Calder Trophy. Shout out, Steve. <laughs> He's coach of uh, Oak something, Oak Hill or something, Rangers in Ontario. Yeah. He's not even playing anymore. Shout out to him. Dude. He needs to come back for a game. You know, um, we do have uh, we do have that new goalkeeping coach too, Nicholas Backstrom. Don't forget about that. Not this, not only Capitals legend. <laughs> nah, wrong Nicholas Backstrom brother. <laughs> <laughs> the wild legend. <laughs> Definitely a different one. Yes. <laughs> Imagine having a Finnish head coach, a Finnish goalie coach. What's next? We need to just make all the go- the all staff Finnish. <laughs> I mean, it looks what's like stopping us? It looks like it's been heading that way for like a while now, right? We're the European representation in the NHL, which is crazy. Which is why we're getting invited we to more. Yeah, one of two Frenchmen, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're getting invited to a lot of uh, European games instead of the outdoor games because we're we have a lot of European representation on our team. Yeah, that trip to Finland this year looked so cool. That was really neat that they got to do that. You know, if, if they couldn't do an outdoors game, line eight scoring a goal in his native country. Yeah, but you know what? We we got Ted Carter now, new Ohio State president, <laughs> and he. Is not going to put up with this stupid plumbing excuses bullshit in my Mention opinion. Outdoor and, game, and, and he's going to be like, hey, hey, we're going to get this shit done. Let's, hey, Ohio State, hey, Blue Jackets, it's time. Hockey game at the shoe. Everyone plays. Everyone has fun because you know why? Ohio State has new president, Ted Carter, who is a big hockey guy. And yes, I'm just going to simply. For this man, and just be a big fan <laughs> because Ohio State has new president. Better than simping for the other guy. Oh God, don't simp for Gene wow. Smith. That's terrible. Simp for Ted Carter. Ted Carter, greatest <laughs> guy ever. Hockey fan. It's gonna benefit the Blue Jackets, and it's gonna benefit Ohio State. Ted Carter. Oh, Ted Carter. Yeah. Enough Ohio State. All right. Enough Ohio State. Ooh. Let's talk about. Blue Jackets a bit here yet too, um, so uh, we we were just talking about Arundel a lot, and we yeah. we're talking about the possibility, you know, if he's the guy or a guy at least that we can um, reliably have either sitting on the monsters for us or you know being where Tarasov's at, uh, whatever. Um, it's a lot. He's going to be a, he. He's here on a mentor role, regardless. Thirty-four. Yeah, I was going to mention that. So, because he's been he's been around, he's been playing. It's not like he's a horrible backup. He's pretty reliable. He's here, like you know. One guy gets hurt. He's there. Whose mic is that? Someone shaking up a water bottle or something. Yeah, I'm 
Yeah. So, um, if that falls through, I mean, it was like they almost like if they don't have like any other options, they almost have to at least sign them, like for like at least like like you know a or two way. Yeah, two way like low paying contract, team friendly contract. I don't know. Which I mean would work well with him because it's in the middle. I mean, he just needs to get a spot that's somewhat ready to be moved in between from, you know. Yeah. Yep. Damn. We have a lot of uh, one year RFAs and UFAs. Uh, Tim Bernie has not uh, accepted a qualifying offer yet. He's got until December. Okay. And if he does, it's like because uh, Toronto, they had a similar thing with William Nylander. Where they gave him a qualifying offer. He didn't accept it, but he had until December 1st to get a deal. And if it, you know, come to, if it was December 2nd, he couldn't have played in the NHL. He probably would have had to go play in Europe. But they got something done before the deadline, so he was able to play for the Maple Leafs that season. And a similar thing could happen with Tim Bernie if, if, if it's December 2nd and he has no deal, he can't play in the NHL, I have to go play in Europe. But even if he does do that, the Blue Jackets have his rights because they gave him the qualifying offer. So even if he does come back, the Blue Jackets get first dibs at, at signing him to a contract. Yeah. I, I, but we've talked about it before in the show. I like him. I, it, the the room is kind of pushing some people out here and there uh, as well. That's the issue with all the new guys on the decor. Yeah. I'm getting because a little just, worried for Blankenberg. Who wouldn't be? Because who else would? Okay, so right now. Um, well, he's got. Well, I mean, if he doesn't already play both sides of the D, he should already start getting to learn both sides because that's the only way he's going to stay on the roster. Yeah. Um, not to be mean to the kid, the kid can play with all heart, but the NHL is a talent-based game. It's not a heart-based game anymore. Which you know, if it was a heart-based game, you'd see a lot of guys playing a lot longer than they should. <laughs> yeah definitely and 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 i honestly think that like it i it's one of the most admirable qualities i find in nick blankenberg is like his his work ethic and like willingness to to put himself out there and, and play with some heart but it's also to his own detriment at times um yeah. you know he ended up injured for a long time this last year this last season and i think that's not um not what he needed this last season is all. Uh, I love him to death. I would, I would, I would absolutely hate to see him get pushed out uh, anyway. But um, you know, so currently we have Severson, Provorov, Gabranson, Peak, Boquist, Blanks. Um, Bernie's not signed. Uh, Berensky, Bjork, uh, Bjork. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna clean got, up. I mean. And then coming up, coming up through the system, yeah, Marcus Bjork, Stanislav Svozel, uh, Billy Sweezy is I mean, he's 27, so I'm not sure he's coming up through the system anymore. Same kind of with Bjork, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we have Kulamans, Yurchek, Matejak, Nazko, Bjork. I mean, this, the thing with Bjork is, is he's played his entire career in Sweden until this final, until this past year with Cleveland. So, like, he's a good puck mover, but I think that's what the Jackets are seeing if he develops on his other skills before cutting him loose, which would suck for my brand, but <laughs> I'm keeping the Bjork swag alive in Columbus. Well, so there's Bjorkovic home. Oh, you know, what is that? Old, old Julian. I don't home. see. He's yeah. Up getting damn close. Dude. It's about three weeks yet. He's even further in development than Bjork is. So like I don't know how that's gonna work out with him. He's only twenty one. I heard though. that he's I heard that he's been playing in the in the E that he's gonna be playing in the E. Ah. Which is 
obviously not the greatest thing in the world, but so this is really a weird note to maybe like leave on, and this does not have to do uh with the blue jackets at all. Um stop pressing it, I got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, we're trying you're trying to do it at the same time. That's what happens. Yes. Um so have you guys seen like any like the like, kind of recent ish news more about Mishkov? Yes, with him being scratched. Yes. He has been scratched, even though he's probably the best or one of the best players on his team. He's a healthy scratch currently. Yeah, this is also the same This also is the same guy that had his dad kidnapped and murdered though. So yep. like well, and from what I've heard, someone on the team who is kind of pushing him out of his spot is has uh, family relations with uh, family relationship with uh, Putin or someone. So, oh, it's crazy. even further muddy in the waters with Mishkov. Um, that's so crazy. He's going to be able to see Mishkov even sooner now. You know, bring him over ASAP. Similar shenanigans. Well, I shouldn't say it. there were Krill Marchenko deal, dealed with you know kind of different similar things in terms of just either just getting bet, in terms of getting benched or maybe playing you know you know short you know not as much as he should have been because that's how kind of it is with some of these people over in Russia. Mm-hmm. Even Krill Marchenko got sent to the minor leagues of Russia when he shouldn't have been there. But that's just how it was. And then once he was done with that contract, he got out of there. And now, obviously, he's playing where he belongs in a first-line, second-line role, which is what he should have been. He did do do it in Russia, but there were times where he didn't get that. Not to to go on and interrupt Kevin, but isn't it ironic that now Russian players are being punished by the Russian League instead of the NHL? Like the NHL, it used to be like a death sentence for Russians to join and play here. And now it's like, you know, well, you have to jump over or you're going to be screwed. It's very. Especially if you're drafted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because, like, it's. It seems like a move all done by a political, a hockey political move because of the fact that he was drafted by the NHL. It's like, oh, I mean, you're signed under us. We control you kind of move. And, you know, that's only going to piss him off and want him to play. Yeah, this, is why, this is why players like Mitchkov fall in the draft as much as they do because, you know, there's the risk that, you know, the KHL is going to not, not treat them the way they should, you know. Like it'll probably happen to Demi Dom too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so I just, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because it was someone that like had been talked about as like a possible pick for the for for the Blue Jackets, and you know, uh, you gotta look at the silver linings of last season because <laughs> there's not many. We have Adam Fantilli um, on our team now because of how horrible last season went. <laughs> Thank you, Anaheim. So you know it. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. Uh, who, who ended up getting Michkov then? Uh, Flyers. Flyers. Flyers, yeah. That's why, well, yeah, that's why I'm saying Hartsey's going to get to move. see him sooner. Oh, so you're thinking like more of like a, like a sooner def- defection or something? I mean, if, fuck, if they're going to scratch him, I'd say Mishkov's thinking about it. Like, I could go play for the Flyers right fucking now. <laughs> yeah. And make make some really good money too. At least the Phantoms like. <laughs> I mean, the oh. only thing that was keeping him from playing this year was that contract. And if they're gonna scratch him, then yeah, it's yeah. it just seems like they're shoving it in his face and and the NHL's face. Like, haha, we're keeping him and we're not gonna play him just yeah. because you want him. It's. We want him that bad. We want to pay him not to play. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's like they don't even care if they have him. They just don't want to, like the NHL. To have him. This is 
this has got to be the because I'm looking at the screen here. It says how many people are watching us. It's as of now, it's four. So this has got to be the most during the live show as of now. That thing's not accurate. No. No, go to Twitter and see how many people are. Yeah, no, that's watching. the only issue with it is it doesn't show the Twitter yeah. numbers. It shows like Facebook and YouTube or whatever. Yeah, it shows every other platform but Twitter because when we have it, we set it to Twitch and YouTube. It'll show Twitch and YouTube but not Twitter. Yeah, but Fuck so you, it is eight o'clock here in Ohio. Yeah. So that means we are at the time to wrap it up. Everyone can do their promos. Yeah. Statement and let's wrap her up. All right. Oh, and go. All right. You know, to follow Bjork Swag on Twitter, you can see us probably going live with my shenanigans on Discord next. Um, <laughs> yeah. Join, in, join the FHL. Hit me up or hit Parody Goalie 79 up for a team. And um, yes, that's it for me. Okay, Wyan, go. <clears throat> All right, follow me on Twitter at Bruins Wyan. And if you want to join a Yahoo Fantasy League um, just for fun, no money involved, um, <sighs> then hit me up. Then hit me up in the DMs. I'm part of that league too. So yeah, we got we got William and Owen in it. So yeah, you guys can join too, Lance and Kevin. If you mm. like fantasy hockey, you want to do something fun. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm in a league already. Yeah, but I'd be down to join another. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so if you want to partake, you can just hit me up in the DMs at Bruins Y, and I'll give you the link to join the league and add you to the group chat on Twitter. Hell yeah! Okay, William, go. Um, you can find me on TikTok and Twitter. That one CBJ fan, and like I said before, FHL contact one of us. We'll get you a team. I heard there's some really good teams still available. And um, that's pretty much it. Thanks for having me again. It's been a pleasure. Yes. (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. Thanks for being here. Happy Duck. You've got great art. People should go check out your art. It's pretty fucking cool and shit. Go check it out. Follow you on social media and any other stuff. Just go, just go. No, I'll cl- I, I, you, you open the show. I close the show. So you. All right, fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so I'll be closing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, fine, fine. I take that back. Anyways, so uh, as always, this has become a new meme on the show, which is the first one, which is this. Cooper. Cooper. Cooper! Like, <laughs> Cooper, the The greatest dog of all time, Cooper. Everyone, take a look at him. The lightest golden retriever. Audio listeners out there, there is a picture of Kevin's brother's dog. It feet. Yeah. So there you go. It's cute dog. (laughs) All right. So that's Cooper. So. you know, join into the show next week when you get to see Cooper again. Oh my God, yes. All right. Um, again, I said this on the show last week, but uh, please bring it back, Zach Wierenski. Just do it. For, for the fun, for the memes, for the laughter, just, you know, bring back this suit. Uh, anyways... Join Union Blue Soldiers for March of the Union Army on on Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Our bar, 6 o'clock p.m. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on our beloved team in Union Blue, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm going to show a quick video, and then I'm going to be done, and then Hefty Duck can do his stuff, and then we can get out of here. So anyways, here is a video of different marches that uh, we have done.
So, yep, join Uni Blue Soldiers for March of the Union Army on Thursday, October 12, 2023, 6 o'clock p.m. Our bar. Join us and be with your fellow Blue Jackets fans as we march on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on your favorite hockey team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's go. CPJ! 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 Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. All oh, sounds like a great time. Um, yeah, sorry, did you have anything else? No, I'm out. All right, cool. So this has been an episode of the Brew Jackets yeah. with all of us here who are on your screen or for our audio listeners, myself, Lance, we got Kevin, we have Owen, we have Wyan, we have Hartsey. Everybody's here. We're all doing the same. William. William. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe, you know, wherever uh, you're watching from. Uh, you know, be sure to follow, subscribe, or, or anything. Um, what? Is that your name? You called me artsy. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> right. You can say your name for the audio listeners. As Willie. Willie P. What? As Willie. Willie P. Willie P. My bad. I thought that was, you know... <laughs> Yeah, you weren't on camera. I just forgot for a it's second. Fine. My bad. Hartsy's at work. <laughs> Shout out Hartsy at work. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. So don't forget to use promo code THPN at DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, as well as uh, follow Hockey Podcast Network. I'm losing it on this outro, man. We got to end this show. Damn. All right. <laughs> Thanks for watching, y'all. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>